the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome to another edition of Football 24-7. He's John McMullen. I am Tone DeShields II, and we are your humble hosts. Thank you guys so much for locking in on the content. Today has been eventful once again. First things first, before we get into the nitty-gritty, make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys continue to comment below, and make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. And if you want more from John McMullen, make sure you guys check him out on jkipsports.com. That's J A. KIBsports.com. Now, John, let's hop right into it, man. Jalen Rager, it's <laughs> official. He's heading to the Minnesota Vikings. Now, can you elaborate on the details of this trade? What did the Eagles give up? What did the Eagles get in return? Um, well, the Eagles gave up Jalen Rager. They got a uh, seventh round pick next year and then a conditional fourth uh, the year after. And it, it's kind of funny because. Um, Usually when you say conditional uh, fourth, fifth, the condition is moving up. In this case, the condition is moving down uh, from four to five. Um, if, if Jalen Rager doesn't meet certain landmarks, which I do not know yet um, okay. what those landmarks are. Uh, so essentially, best case scenario, the Eagles got a seven and a four, um, uh, not in the same year, but in consecutive years. Um, worst case, a seven and five. Uh, he wasn't in their plans. Um, I, I've said it from for a long time. Change of scenery was needed for, for both sides. Ironic, just like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside going to Seattle with D.K. Metcalf. Uh, Jalen Rager's going to Minnesota with Justin Jefferson. So, um, But they want him. Uh, those were they were one of the teams that were heavily involved in trying to get Jalen Rager, and obviously that's why Jalen. Um, you know, a lot of people say, "Just cut him, just cut him, just cut him." The Eagles were never going to cut him. You got to prove to people around this league that you're not going to cut a player. Then they'll give something else, uh, something up for him. Um, in this case, the Eagles were able to get, you know, two two later round picks. It's odds are against it panning out, but. At least they got something for Jalen Rager. And I'm interested. I think this is good for Jalen Rager because there's not the pressure uh, on him that there was here. Um, he's not expected. He'll, he'll be the fourth receiver coming in. Minnesota's very deep at receiver. But they need a punt returner. Um, and and he'll be their punt returner just like he was going to be the punt returner here. Um, and he'll get an opportunity – um, it's Justin Jefferson, it's Adam Thielen, it's K.J. Osborne. But remember, Kevin O'Connell's the new head coach out there. So, you know, they're bringing that Rams system. So there's going to be a lot of 11 personnel, but there's also going to be a lot of four wides. So he'll get opportunities to play and get the football. He's never going to see a double team with those two receivers out there. Never. 
So he's got and and he's got a high volume quarterback. He's got a quarterback that throws for four thousand yards every single year. So no more excuses for Jalen Rager. Uh, he'll get an opportunity out there, and we'll see uh, if he can turn it around. So essentially, Harry Roseman, this entire offseason, he's been trying to up the value of Jalen Rager, and he's been having to essentially go through all the motions as if this guy <laughs> has some level of value to the organization, correct? Well, yeah. I mean, you never want to downplay any player that you're looking to trade. It does no good. One of my criticisms of, of Kyle Shanahan with Jimmy Garoppolo, every every time he found a microphone, it was like, well, now we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving. Does no good. Um, and and Howie's very savvy, very smart. Um, so he was never going to downplay the player in public. Um, no good can come of it. I know it would make fans happy, but you're probably happier. You know, you hear all the things. I take a bag of footballs. Well, he got two picks for him. So, you know, that's why you do business the way Howie Roseman does business. And um, now also, you know, I see people spiking the football and saying Howie's the greatest ever and he got something for Jalen Rager. You know, they also, yeah, they also drafted Jalen Rager in the first round ahead of Justin Jefferson. So, you know, remember that part of the equation. Exactly, right? You said something really interesting. The fact that that's an asset that he decided to bring into the organization. He decided to spend first-round capital on Jalen Rager to bring him into the city, had him here for essentially three years, almost four, if he would have stayed for this entire season. And you got nothing out of it. And I mean nothing. <clears throat> I mean, you got a punt return for a touchdown, sure. You know, I mean you got a couple, you got a couple touchdowns in garbage time, maybe. But Jalen Rigger hasn't produced in a three-year span with the Philadelphia Eagles. He hasn't even been able to give you 800 receiving yards between three seasons. And he's a first round talent. So well, two, about- uh two, but it's still bad. I mean, if you look at it, um, Justin Jefferson, obviously, um, Rager, 121, Jefferson, 122. Uh, Jefferson has 3,000 receiving yards uh, <laughs> over that span. Um, but again, when I talk, when I, you know, I think there's assumption, I've said this a lot. The assumption is you parachute Justin Jefferson into this offense and you're getting the same numbers. No, it's not how it works. Again, they have a high-volume quarterback. The Eagles have a different offense. The Eagles aren't looking to throw for 4,000 yards. Um, that's not how they play offense. So They would like to, but that's not what they are. Yeah. So, you know, would he be a good receiver? Yeah, he's a great receiver. So they made a mistake. But I, I think people say, oh, if you put, you know, Justin Jefferson's going to get 1,500 yards in this offense or A.J. Brown's going to get 1,500. No, he's not. No, he's not because that's not what this offense does. Um, so you have to put that in the equation as well. But, you know, end of the day, Jalen Rager didn't work out here. He's got talent. We'll see if he can turn it around uh, with the change of scenery. 
and so many ironies because he goes to where Justin Jefferson is and he comes back here in week two. He can't get away from either. Can't get away from Jefferson. Can't get away from Philadelphia. <laughs> and that's my and that's my concern, right? Because I understand how we sent him to a essentially a a situation that could be a winning situation, right? The Vikings have a pretty potent offense, if you ask me. I, um, I don't know what they have a potent offense. I don't know right. if it's a good football team, but they do have a potent exactly. offense. Exactly. You know, it's a salvageable situation he's in. And, you know, you said something really interesting. He can't shake either demon. He can't shake either ghost. He can't shake the Eagles ghost. He can't shake the Justin Jefferson ghost. And I have to ask, right, what, what does that do for his psyche you know being in the same receiver room that your your entire career has been compared to this one guy in this wide receiver room what now I, I me personally i don't think yeah. that would help me yeah and that's something for uh quasi odopa mensa to answer for because you know that was the issue with jalen rager here i mean look he lacked confidence he lost his confidence you know Right. And you, how, think how, you think he's going to get his confidence back, Ben? Not you, but and they think he's going to get his confidence back yeah. all of a sudden, Ben, next to the guy that people have compared him to for three seasons. Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it. I, I wouldn't have made the deal if I were Minnesota. But, you know, um, so they what do they see in him? They see talent. They see traits. They see, you know, I think one one of the. The re the revisionist history part of this is the Eagles overdrafted Jalen Rager. No, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Uh, he went right where he was supposed to go. And if the Eagles would have taken Jefferson, uh, Minnesota was going to trade down and take a quarterback. I believe a cornerback. I believe New Orleans was next. I'm I'm not positive, but New Orleans was one of the next picks. They were going to take him. Green Bay was in that range too. They were going to take him as well. Um, so this this sort of revisionist history that the Eagles made this out of the box pick, and Jalen Rager wasn't graded as a first round pick by a number of NFL teams is just blatantly false. Uh, and and you know some of these teams. Um, look at the situation in Philadelphia and, and this happens all over the league and they'll say with talented players, they'll say, um, you know, we won't do that. We won't screw it up. Um, they screwed it up. We won't screw it up. And they talk themselves into it. So, you know, go on YouTube and search or go on Twitter and search for the one handed catch against new England in the joint practice. Um, this guy's got enormous, enormous talent. And I'm talking about Jalen Rager. I know Eagles fans don't believe that. Um, but that's why teams will take chances on guys with that kind of skill set, those kinds of traits, um, time and time again, until think about the Eagles with Nelson Aguilar. You know, how bad was he the first two years? So a lot of people were saying, well, and then comes the Super Bowl year. But Jay, but Nelson, you know, wasn't really great the Super Bowl year. He had a great Super Bowl. He was just a lot better than he was his first two seasons. Mm -hmm. It never clicked for him, though. Never clicked for him. Um, was always open. 
always tremendous athleticism. Couldn't track the football, couldn't catch the football consistently. Um, in, in Jalen Rager's situation, he's got no confidence. Can he rebuild his confidence? I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> the first step, I, I, I tell him, if he didn't block me, uh, get, get the hell off social media, number one. Get off. Don't, don't even think about looking at social media. And just focus on on doing your job, and we'll see if he can turn it around. I hope he's a he's a nice kid. Uh, he's a hard worker. One of the things, and I said it this week on Birds Three Sixty Five again, that I think has been completely unfair is people that say he doesn't give effort. I have never seen Jalen Rager not give effort. Um, he's had a bunch of issues in his personal life. Um, you know, back-to-back years, um, his best friend at TCU this year with Jeff Gladney uh, passed away in a car accident. The year before, a very close uh, relative passed away. Uh, his grandmother recently passed away. He's had a lot of issues off the field. I, I personally, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I hope he can turn it around, but... Um, I haven't seen any any evidence that he's going to be what he was expected to be coming out of coming out of TCU. So we know what the team needed, right? We know what the GM was looking for. They were clearly looking for a return guy in Jalen Rager. But you used to cover the Vikings in Minnesota earlier in your career, correct? Yes. Yes. So so I have to ask, right? I mean, I don't know if you still have ties um, down there, but what's the pulse of the media? bringing in Jalen Rager. What's the pulse of uh, of that group? Because, again, you know, he's he's well-documented. <laughs> and I'm just curious to know what the media in Minnesota is thinking about this move that they've made. Yeah, I mean, they think, you know, remember, he's not a first-round pick there. He's somebody coming in as a fourth receiver. Um, he's somebody coming in um, to be the punt returner. Um, he's, you know – they cut uh, a receiver by the name of Emir Smith-Marset, who's a second-year player. Um, I think it was a fourth or a fifth-round pick. Um, wasn't very good. Fumbled a bunch in the preseason as a punt returner. Um, so they're probably looking at it as it's an upgrade. Um, and, you know, there's a big difference. Expectations are, are different. Same thing with Tarek Barnett. I, I have this argument. You you listen. You're the producer, Tone. I have this argument for with Jody Mack all the time. If you <laughs> take away that first-round tag off Derek Barnett and say he's a third-round pick, you say, man, he's pretty good, pretty good rotational player. But he's a first-round pick. He'll always be a first-round pick in Philadelphia. Um, Jalen Rager will always be a first-round pick in Philadelphia. He's going to a new situation. They don't give a rat's ass what he did in Philadelphia. Um, is he better than Emir Smith-Marset? Yes. Is he, you know, will he be anything of value? He doesn't really have to be from a receiving standpoint unless Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen goes down. Um, and again, if those guys are out there, and even K.J. Osborne is the third receiver, and he's really good. Um, it, 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 you know, 
he's never going to see a double team. So, and, 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 and he's got a quarterback that can deliver the football. He's set up nice. This is a good situation. There are a lot of teams. I said Green Bay. It's interesting because, it, it, you know, it was Green Bay, it was Minnesota, it was Chicago. Chicago would have been a disaster for, <laughs> for, for Jalen because they, they have nothing going on offensively. I said I wanted to see Jalen in Green Bay. I really wanted to see him in Green Bay because I think – I think Aaron Rodgers could make you a star. I'm not going to say me because <laughs> I'm too old. But uh, I think John, Aaron Rodgers don't, could don't make. Don't flatter me, John. Don't flatter me, John. I think Aaron could make you a star. I think he would have made Jalen Rager a star. Kirk Cousins is, he's not Aaron Rodgers, but it's a good situation for, for Jalen Rager because I, you know, that guy, and I'll look it up as we're talking. Um, I, his numbers, I think people don't, don't, uh, realize just how, when I use that term, how high volume of a passer he has been in his career, because yeah, he's this, thrown 4,000 yards for like the past seven seasons, like yeah, consistently. It, it, it's, it's unbelievable. So it going back to 2015 in Washington, 4166. 4917 4093 4298 uh 4265 4221 his worst year was when the Vikings were really good in in 2019 he threw for 3600 yards because they had the great running uh, attack but he completed 69% of his passes um his passer rating was was off the charts. I mean, they might not win football games because their defense isn't very good, but they're going to have and, – and, and they have Dalvin Cook. Um, they have Irv Smith Jr. at tight end. I mean, they are loaded. He's in a good situation. He's in a yeah. good situation. So, you know, two final questions, then we're going to, you know, close this thing out. Um, Eagles-Vikings week two. That's going to be a movie. I think we all can say that. And it's so interesting. Again, the dynamic, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Rager versus A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, you know, that. Yeah, well, I, but I wouldn't get too caught up. It's not, you know, it's going to be Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. It's not going to be Jalen Rager. That's that's true. Um, that's that, that's very Jalen, true. But you know Jalen, the storylines, right? Yeah. Jalen's not going to play a lot in that offense. He's not going to play a lot. Now, now, um, need I say this though, really, really quickly, John? Not to cut you off, but Adam Thielen has struggled to stay healthy these past couple seasons. Yeah, and he has, and that's part. And you know, I, I don't want to whisk injury on anybody, but that's where potentially uh, Jalen will get an opportunity. But again, it, it would be KJ Osborne before, um, before Jalen Rager. Um, but you know, Minnesota's going to play the Rams offense, essentially a little bit of tweaks here and there. So they're going to use 11 personnel a lot. Um, and three receivers are going to be on the field. And if there's three receivers on the field and you're the fourth receiver, it's, it's think about Zach Pascal here. Um, you're going to get playing time. You're going to get some playing time, but you're not going to be the high volume Jefferson dealing, but 
but that's good because, you know, opposing defenses, believe me, Jonathan Gannon's not going to be, not going to be game planning for Jalen Rager in week two when you got to deal with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, et cetera, et cetera. Final question. Is Hobby Roseman redeeming himself? Like we said before, like, no what's GM. What's he redeeming? What's he uh, redeeming? Eagles, okay. fans, Eagles fans have to look in the mirror if they think Howie Roseman is redeeming himself. He's a top five GM. I've said it. I got killed for it. Again, no apologies. I never get the apologies. Uh, now everybody's in Howie's corner. Howie wins trades. Well, let me let me rephrase it then. Is he redeeming himself as a talent evaluator? These past couple drafts have been pretty good for him. No, I I I I don't I don't think so. I think the assumption is that nobody misses on first round picks or nobody misses on, on second round picks and every team does. Every every and the longer you're around and how he's been around a long time over two different stints, obviously. I mean, to assume he's never going to miss on picks. And then the second part, the assumption is, look, it's his name. It's his name's on the pick. But, um, you know, all these teams have scouts and personnel people. And, you know, they're doing the late work. And a lot of times, you know, to be honest, the coaching staff wanted Jalen Rager um, over Justin Jefferson. And how he gave the coaching staff what they wanted. Really? Um, yeah. I thought it was the way around. No, no. The coaching staff wanted Jalen Rager. They wanted a what they described as a, a vertical and horizontal horizontal presence to stretch the field. I hate that. Tyreek Hill time, laugh, basically. Yeah, Ty, Tyreek Hill. I laugh about that to this day. Uh, a Tyreek Hill-type presence. Um, and they thought – Justin Jefferson was more of a slot receiver. And the Eagles weren't the only team. Remember, Justin Jefferson won 22, right? Now, he's easily a top five player in that draft. You could argue he's the best player in that draft, to be honest. He won 22. A lot of people thought um, he was just a slot receiver. And guess what? Minnesota started him out as just a slot receiver. Then they had an injury. They threw him outside. And they said, oh, wow, he can do this. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Mm. Man, you heard it here first, you guys. Look, this has been a really interesting episode of Football 24-7. Look, Eagles fans, we finally, you guys have finally been able to part ways with Jalen Rager. It, it, so it's so now you can breathe some sigh of relief. <laughs> but, like, at the end of the day, you guys, you know, we have to focus on what's in front of us. Not really what's behind us. Jalen Rager is behind us now. Move on. Let it go. It is what it is. Harry Roseman made the bad pick. Bad picks happen. It's a part of the game. You know, you win some, you lose some. But you live. You live to fight another day. You guys were tuned in to Football 24-7 with John McMullen. And I am your host, Tony DeShows the Second. Make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys continue to comment below, especially if you're watching this after the fact. Stay engaged, you guys. All the engagement really helps the content. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel and check out more from John McMullen on jacobsports.com. That's J-A-K-I-B sports.com. And on top of that, make sure you guys are locked in on the new postgame show coming this season, September 11th to be exact. Going to be shooting live from Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. You're going to see 
Derek Gunn, Mike Messinelli, Seth Joyner, and Devin Caney. I repeat, this will be the best live post-game show in the city of Philadelphia covering your Philadelphia Eagles. You do not want to miss this. Make sure you guys are locked in. You can tune in on the Jacob Sports YouTube channel, and also you guys can lock in on 6abc.com, and they're going to be recording live from Ocean Casino's new sports book, The Gallery, where you can place all your sports bets, get good drinks, get good food, and catch the ultimate vibe in Atlantic City by the water. So, John, as always, it's a pleasure, my man. You guys, smash that like button. Take care. You guys were locked in on football 24-7. One love, stay humble, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay hungry. And take care. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.